As he considered his life, his conversion from Manichaeist to Christian to monk, as he looked back on all that God had done in his life, St. Augustine wrote this, Late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient, ever new, late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside, and it was there that I searched for you. In my unloveliness, I plunged into the lovely things which are created. You were with me, but I was not with you. Created things kept me from you, yet if they had not been in you, they would not have been at all. You called, you shouted, and you broke through my deafness. You flashed, you shone, and you dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me. I drew in breath, and now I pant for you. I have tasted you. Now I hunger and thirst for more. You touched me, and I burned for your peace. St. Augustine gets at something here that is a part of all of our journey. It is at some point we must come to grips with the fact that Jesus Christ, this mystery that we celebrate, is both ever new and ever ancient. He is, and he always was, and will be, and is. That everything in our life is both something new and a new opportunity to grow in that rich and deep love of God, but that rich and deep love of God is always with us, always present to us, always abounding in our lives. And today we celebrate perhaps the two great mysteries that help us to understand that. The establishment of the priesthood and the establishment of the Holy Eucharist. We recognize in both of these sacraments the eternity of God and yet the newness of God. In that every time we come to Mass, every time Jesus is made present in the Holy Eucharist on the altar, something new happens, but it's only new insofar as it has always been participating and with God. There's something new for us, but that new thing is the eternity of God. That something new in our life, a new glimpse of God's face, a new glimpse of hope or faith, is also a participation in something, as St. Augustine showed us today, in something that's already and always been there. And today's Mass invites us deeply into this meditation on the eternity of God and the newness with which we are called to experience Him. In the, pre- in the, excuse me, in the Collect, we hear uh, that it is a sacrifice new for all eternity. It's new for all eternity. It's always new, and yet it's always here. In the preface, we will hear uh, the church praying the pattern of our everlasting sacrifice. The sacrifice that is made present on the altar is something that was there before and something that will be there forever. In the prayer over the offerings, we also hear whenever it is celebrated, the works of our redemption is accomplished. It's already done. And in the prayer after communion, just as we are renewed in this present age, so may we enjoy his banquet for all eternity. Faith, hope, love, 
is always a new experience. It's always something that should change us, something that should deepen us, something that in a way should surprise us. Our faith should always be new. Our faith should always open us to a greater love, to a greater hope, to a greater mercy, to a greater depth, to a greater understanding. And yet if we look around, especially in our church, but also in the world around us, this imagination, this mystery of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus always being present and always being is somewhat sadly diminished. And you can almost see that with the diminishment of our understanding of both the newness of this experience of Christ and its eternity, you also see a, a precipitous fall in the number of people who come to Mass. They don't see the Mass as something new, something vibrant, something that lives on forever, and so they don't come. And not only that, but we don't see the priesthood as something new. Yes, we are priests, and we are priests of Christ Jesus, and we are priests for all time because of that, but there's something new. There's something about that newness that gets me out of bed in the morning when I'm working with college students that keeps me up late at night. And there's something about that newness that gives me hope, even though the statistics say that for every student who's coming to Mass, there's eight to ten of his or her peers who will never darken the doorstep of our churches. And yet we are called in our own walk with Christ, in our own walk with the church, to always seek, to always prioritize, and to always deeper meditate upon the newness of faith, the newness of this eternal God revealing himself in our life. When we are able to do that, our lives are new. Our lives are new creations. We recognize the world in ever new and beautiful ways. We are constantly surprised by the goodness, the mercy, the love, the majesty of God. And so the challenges for all of us is that every time we encounter the sacraments, and in particular the Holy Eucharist, we recognize that Jesus Christ is giving us himself and inviting us to something new. He's sending us forth from this Mass from all masses, into something new, into something that's already been, but into something that's new in our experience. And so in these next few days, we have the chance tonight to walk with Jesus to Gethsemane, to, our, to, to, yeah, to, Gethsemane, to the garden, to walk with him as he patiently endures, as he perseveres in the face of great agony and sorrow. And we are called to see that in new eyes, and in new faith in our lives. We're called tomorrow to walk with him to Calvary and to sit with him and to meditate anew upon that passion, that passion that was that one day outside the walls of Jerusalem and that is every day is the result. So that when we get to the Easter Vigil or when we come to Mass on Easter, we see the resurrection, that hope, that goodness, that glory that we're called to with new and enduring eyes with the eyes of God, with the eyes of Christ Jesus. St. Augustine tells us, O beauty ever ancient, ever new, whether we are young or old, whether our faith journey has been circuitous or had has been one of very simple faith, we are always called to recognize God's majesty, God's glory, and God's newness in our life. And it is my prayer for each and every one of us that during these three sacred, most sacred days of the year, that in some way, God will touch us with new eyes, a new heart, and a new way of loving and growing 
so that this world might be a better place.